Welcome to the weekly podcast of Sunday Morning Live, led by Pastor Denise Suttles. You are listening to our live Sunday morning fellowship. We air live every Sunday morning. Please feel free to join us via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on our podcast page. Now, turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. While you're finding our verse, how many know that sometimes life can become more than we can handle. In fact, if you are like me, you have been told that God won't put more on you than you can bear. (laughs) The truth is, God never promises not to put more on us than we can handle. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. He promises to guide us through whatever we face. It's natural to want to tell someone, this will not defeat you. It's natural to encourage someone by saying, God's got this. You will not be overwhelmed that God is in control and God loves you and God wouldn't allow you to be defeated by this. But right now, in all honesty, I am dealing with more than I can handle. So what do we say to people in these situations that are pressed beyond their limit? So it's not that God won't give you more than you can bear, but it's that God will help you handle all that you've been given. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. One verse, you are tempted in the same way all other human beings are. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted any more than you can take. But when you are tempted, God will give you a way out. Then you will be able to deal with it. I would like to talk to you this morning from the subject, God's purpose is bigger than my problem. God's purpose for me is bigger than my problem. Beloved, God will never give us more than we can handle. It is biblically correct But it depends on what we mean when we say we and when we say handle. What does we mean? Does does we mean that God looks at how we have handled problems in the past and then measure out our trouble to us so that it doesn't go beyond what we by our own resources can handle? Is that what it means? Or does we mean that we can handle our problems if we receive by faith divine assistance and know that God knows 
what he is doing and will give us his enabling power to handle what he gives us. Mm, Yeah, it's the second one. So God is not thinking of we or us with that said as independent of him, but we can handle what God has allowed in our life as we depend on him. But that way of thinking comes with complications. First of all, what does handle mean? Does handle mean I never collapse under pressure? Does handle mean I never fail in any task? Does it mean I never mess up? Does it mean I should never get a B minus on any of life's tests? Or does handle mean that you should never fail, so you never recover, you never repent, you never ask for reconciliation or restoration because you failed, because I should not have failed. Which, which does handle mean, and, and what, what does we mean, or us? To address these questions, let's go back to our text. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, no temptation or test, and that's what the word means in Greek, it's test. No test has overtaken you except that is common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted or tested beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So when Paul says that God won't give what is beyond what you are able, he means not beyond what you are able with God's help. We know that because of a couple of other things that Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 9 and 18, 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, excuse me. He says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. In other words, in every test, when we ask ourselves, will I do what I'm supposed to do? Paul is saying, there will be grace that will enable you to go through. Paul is not merely saying, I am depending on you to use your resources without depending on my grace. Rather, God is telling us in his word, I am giving you my power so that you will be able to handle it, but not independent of my power to help. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, but by, by the grace of God, 
I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was in me. In other words, when, when, when I survive any test or I accomplish any work when I am tested, it is by the grace of God alone and not myself. So what does we mean in the statement, God will never give us more than we can handle? We means we who are helped by sovereign God and not independent of God's help. Then the next question is, what does handle mean? Does it mean that I will never stumble, that I will never fail, that I will never get a B minus or an F on a particular test that God gives me? Beloved, God does not promise that we will have even perfect reliance on his power. So what is being promised when he says that we will always have with every test and escape? And I'm going to repeat that. In other words, God gives us his grace. God gives us his power. But we don't always get it right and depend on God like we should. Yeah, there's a way of escape. But we don't always take it. So what does he mean when he says that we will have grace for every good work? We will have an escape for every test. So here's the thing. God will never, hallelujah, let us so stumble or so fail that we don't recover and repent and be brought to restoration. Oh, yes, and praise the Lord. In other words, he will enable us to bear the fruits of genuine faith and perseverance to the end. The devil is telling you that's not right. Yes, it is. I know I'm right. Philippians 1 and 6 says, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Romans 8 and 30 says, Those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. He is going to keep you. Luke 22, 31 and 32. Hallelujah. Here's the best example we could come up with. This is where Jesus is talking to Simon Peter. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, called his name two times. You know that means something. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. In other words, Satan is trying to take all the faith out of you. 
but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. In other words, I prayed for you. Yes, <laughs> Peter, you about to fail. You about to mess up and we are never going to forget it. You are going to deny me tonight. But I am going to bring you back. You are going to get an F. I'm telling you in advance, you are going to fail this test. But I am going to make you pass the test eventually. Peter went on to write after he had failed and come back. By the very grace of God. In 1 Peter 1 and 5. By God's power. We. Here's our we. By God's power. We are being guarded through faith for salvation. God's power is guarding me. He won't let me fail any test utterly or permanently. 1 Corinthians 1 and 8. He will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's another reason we often lose it when we are overwhelmed with life's problems. Because God himself, we've made God small compared to our problems. We have made God small. We, we may even be able to recite all kind of promises. All We know the Bible from the beginning to the end. But in our heart, God is not big. In our heart, God is not the king who conquers armies and cuts a valley in the sea. God is no longer the shepherd who seeks his sheep and keeps us safe behind his staff. God is no longer the Lord who walks with us and talks to us through the valley of the shadow of death. God is no longer the God who walks on water and calls the dead back to life. Over time, we have forgotten God's wisdom, God's power, and most of all, God's love. Who is the God who gives his promises to us? He is the God of might who created the entire world by his word. He is the God of wisdom who makes a way in the wilderness. He is the God of love who carries his children home. And he is bigger than all of our problems. He's the same God who said, let there be light and the darkness fled. He speaks stars to burn and planets to lock into orbit. He causes rivers to run and oceans to fill the earth's floors. He causes valleys to sink and mountains to rise. The grass in all the world may wither and the flower might lose its blade and the hillside may fade, but the word of the Lord who made it all stands forever. 
Hallelujah. Beloved, your problems may be massive. You may even be overwhelmed right now and you've done all that you can do and you are at you are bound by your limitations but God is bigger than your problems. The sun can fail to shine sooner than God's word will fall to the ground. No matter how big our problems are, our problems may be bewilder, bewildering, but God is all wisdom. He sees you. He knows every detail of your trouble, and he knows how to come alongside you as you wait for him to make a way out of no way and cause you to rise with wings like eagles. Your problems might be tormenting you right now, but our God is a God of love. Place all your fears and frailty before him and ask him to quiet you in his love. Your problems may be big, perhaps even bigger than you even realize, but your God is bigger. And his promises to you are stronger and surer. So look up from your problems and see the all-wise God. And listen to his tender voice. And then ask God to help you see him. Somebody is saying, but Lord. I can't handle this. I can't do it. It's too much. Beloved, listen to me. Do you know God allowed you to become overwhelmed? He allowed you to become overwhelmed because he loves you. God has given you so many limitations because he loves you. If you're like most people, you don't feel loved when you're overwhelmed. When we're overwhelmed, we feel confined. We feel stunted. We feel trapped. And, and we, we even feel exposed because now everyone knows what I could not handle. I don't know about you, but I even get discouraged when I mess up and when I can't do things well. Mm. I just want to do everything and I can't. You might even be tempted to resent God for equipping you with what looks like a limited allotment of abilities. But that's only because you're looking at yourself from the wrong perspective. In fact, you are spending too much time looking at yourself. Get your eyes off yourself. God gave us limitations. He gave us strengths, but he also gave us weaknesses. He did this so that we can relate to his love for us when we need help. God created humans 
He created us limited from the very beginning because we were designed to live in a world of overwhelming love and our limitations give us space for his love to relate to us. That's the way that God created us. We will always experience love in the places where there is the most need. This is true both in how we receive love from God and how we receive love from others. And it's also how we give love. We had a need called sin. And the Father gave His only begotten Son for us in our needy state. Wretched, sinful, undeserving, set to die. But God related to that need because He loved us. We have been loved with the greatest love possible. And what is our response? Not just gratitude, but love. We love God because he first loved us. And this has produced, this going back and forth with love has produced a love-infused joy between us and God. We gratefully love God because he so graciously and sacrificially loved us first. The more we grasp his incomprehensible love for us in our immeasurable need. We could not even measure our need. It was so wide, so high, and so deep. Ephesians 3 and 19, the greater our love for him grows. That's why it says in Ephesians 3 and 19 that we cannot measure his love. So the greater that our love for him grows, that we cannot measure our need and we cannot measure his love. That's why the woman forgiven by Jesus of her great sins with an S had the greater love for God than Simon the Pharisee. Our greatest experience of God's love for us is in the place of our greatest need. When we are weak, when we are overwhelmed, when we are limited. It's also true that we experience the most love for one another in the places of our greatest mutual needs. When God gave me my strengths, and I don't have many, yep, just telling the truth. When God gave me my strengths, his purpose wasn't to give me some basis to feel good about myself. He gave me these few little strengths that I have so that I could have the privilege of loving someone else by serving them in the place of their need and then by receiving their grateful response of love in return. When God gave me my weaknesses, I got more weaknesses than I got strengths. His purpose wasn't to make me feel ashamed and discouraged. 
He gave me these weaknesses so that I could have the privilege of being humble and receiving someone else's love as they graciously serve me in the place of my need. And then joyfully respond to them with the gratitude of love in return. Do you see God's beautiful design of love in our limitations? The transaction of love. Love is a transaction. And the transaction occurs in the very places of our various different needs. God has given you so many limitations because he loves you and because he wants to find that space in you to love you. He wants you. He wants us to depend upon him. He wants us to experience his love. Your unique strengths and weaknesses are gifts to the body of Christ. Without them, the whole body would suffer because the unique expressions of God's love would be missed. If you're discouraged, if you're often discouraged over your limitations with your problems, it's an indicator, again, that you're spending too much time looking at yourself. You're not seeing what God sees. You're likely feeling discontent from comparing yourself to other people in other parts of the body of Christ. Comparison, comparison is not from God. I want to be like her. I want to be like him. That's not God. God made you, you. Amen. Let that person bless you and humbly receive it from them. So let's go back to the beginning. Yes, we are limited, but God will never give us more than we can handle. If what we mean is God will never give his people trials in which he will not sustain them and bring them through to everlasting glory. God enables us, God's power enables us to do all we must do to get to our purpose in him. Beloved, God's purpose is bigger than your problem. God bless you. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you're ready to repent of your sins. Pray this prayer with me. Say with me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. If you have prayed that simple prayer with me, please contact me at 231-349-1046. God bless you.